The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have another album review for you. This one's going to be interesting, Adam, because I think this might be an, an album that no one ever really thought we would have mm-hmm. reviewed. Yep. Um, it's it's kind of a, maybe, a, I hate to say it, but maybe a, a long-forgotten album from the sort of 90s R&B mm-hmm. uh, genre. Uh, it's an all-female group, but I remember this album getting played a lot in our household, and yep. so I thought it was definitely uh, definitely one worth revisiting, and that is the album Funky Divas by the all-female R&B vocal group In Vogue. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly remember this one. This was one that our mother owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got played, you know, yeah, pretty often. You know, I, whenever I think of, like, our mother's albums, a lot of the times I associate it with our big cleanups that we yep. do <laughs> and this is kind of like just fits in that kind of group uh, another one of those um but yeah uh, in vogue you're kind of right though that i feel you know uh, you know they kind of have gotten not discarded but just kind of forgotten and how important and how amazing of vocalists that they were you know i don't think you would have you know some of those other great bands be as popular like tlc or destiny's child if in vogue didn't help somewhat kind of pave the way for that style yeah, I agree. Interestingly enough, just kind of looking at it, the band is still together. The group is still together. Uh, they've gone mm-hmm. through a few lineup changes, and I think now they just have three mm-hmm. um, three vocalists instead of four. Um, and I, there might be only one or two remaining uh, of the original members, but the band has never really uh, dis- they never really disbanded, so they're yeah. still around. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, this is their second album, Funky Divas. Uh, released in ni- March 24th of 1992. Uh, the, their first album came out r- just a year before this, but the album after this didn't come out till five years later. Yeah. Now, they, I, I, maybe I, I might attribute that to the fact that they probably toured pretty extensively yeah. off this album. There was, there was multiple uh, like top 10 hits, and there, or at least top 20 yeah. hits from, from this one album, which is pretty impressive. I kind of didn't realize how popular some of these songs had made it. Yeah. Well, and I kind of like, I kind of went through the process of having, of listening to this, of kind of forgetting. It's like, oh yeah, that song. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I remember hearing this one on the radio. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's probably their one really big hit. And then there's some other ones that also would have pop, would pop up on the radio that I had kind of forgotten about. And I'm sure that probably equated to uh, quite a long distance in between. I'm sure they toured quite a few times on mm-hmm. that album. John, the strength of that album before they actually got back into the studio to make another one. Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure there's other things. But by the time they came back in 1997, I think the world had moved on from yeah, that well, style of R&B. Yeah, most or a good bit. They, they still had a popular. They had a song on that one that you would definitely recognize that got to number two on the Billboard okay. hits um, from their third album, which they which is titled EV3. Um, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, this this was their peak. This I think this album has sold more copies than any other album that they've had. Like this was definitely their uh, their biggest um, selling album or their biggest album period. But you would uh, you would totally recognize the uh, the main song from um, that 1997 album, uh, which is escaping my head right now. But as I'm delaying so I can find it on Wikipedia, <laughs> it's called uh, "Don't Let Go." 
Um, if you if you listen to it, honestly, I can't sing it, but I did the same thing where I was like, oh man, I, I only really remember this stuff. What are the what are the songs that were big before and after? And then I heard right. that and I was like, oh yeah, that was popular. It was definitely a hit. All right, so the album came out on label East West. Um, it was produced by two people, a guy named Thomas McElroy and Denzel Foster. Um, who also, I think, did a lot of the songwriting. Both of those guys have done um, a lot of uh, songwriting for a lot of other uh, groups, um, especially kind of ones in the uh, kind of the like the New Jack Swing era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they like Club Nouveau, Tony, 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 <sighs> that sort of stuff. I love Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> okay, Tony, Tony. I was gonna say I love Club Nue- uh, Nuevos. Like their version of Lean on Me is just fucking awesome people i think shit on it because it's like yeah it's no it's not bill with no it's not bill withers nobody's bill right. withers but right. like they they very 85 80s fight it and it just works right. so well I, I i love that one uh the I, fairly extensive personnel on the list but uh the four main ladies uh from in vogue were terry ellis cindy heron maxine jones and don robinson um they had quite a few other people on the list i'm not gonna uh, list them all um there's some spoken word stuff done by a guy named Chucky Booker. Um, there's a rap done by a guy named Wayne Jackson, and then a bunch of other uh, instruments and stuff like that um, done for the album. Yeah, uh, so th- it, this album, Funky Divas, debuted at number one on the Billboard R&B charts, uh, and it did actually get get up to number eight on the uh, Billboard Top 200. So, uh, you know, a top 10 album and number one on the R&B album. So, so pretty popular album there for sure. Um, and the ladies are from Oakland. That's that's another, just another mm-hmm. little side fact. That's yeah. all I kind of really knew about them. But um, I knew it was Grammy nominated, but I don't think the band won any Grammys that I know of. Okay. Uh, unless we got anything else to add, I think I'm ready to jump into this album. I am ready to add something. Uh, before all we right. actually get into En Vogue, this episode of the Blast From Our Past podcast has a sponsor. And, what? What? Uh, Yes, uh, it doesn't happen often, but it happens, and we are excited for it. And uh, this episode is sponsored by the Sellers Law Firm. And as opposed to me talking about, you know, blah, blah, Sellers, awesome law firm this, awesome firm that, I'm going to get my own little hip-hop vibes, and this is going to be terrible, and so I apologize to everyone in advance. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a little a Sellers rap, and it's going to be quick, a little jingle, a little Sellers jingle rap. So, John, hit me with that funky beat. <laughs> My name is Adam, and I'm here to state the Sellers Law Firm is here to litigate. Family Law, DUI, he's got the knack. If you're looking for defense, Jody's got your back. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Sellers Law Firm. Word. Yeah. <laughs> you could not be whiter, more 90s, and more awful than that. Uh, but I but I hope the Sellers Law Firm appreciates uh, that little free jingle, well, not free, because it's a paid ad, uh, hopes that they, they can use that. If they want to use that all over everywhere and sell millions of copies of that, they totally could. All right. So, all right. Do you have any critiques on that, John? Was was that a, a, a perfect little uh, rap jingle for the Sellers Law Firm? Listen, I just want to tell people, uh, that was way more difficult for me than people might think, <laughs> and that's because... We're talking over Skype, and there's a little bit of a delay. <laughs> yeah. So I really won't know if Adam was actually on the beat <laughs> until, until I put the episode together and edit it. And if he wasn't, I'm probably going to have to force it Yeah. to, to fit correctly. Very so. likely going to have to force it. 
All right. Well, that was an experience. The only other thing I'm going to add uh, to this, talking about the two producers, uh, Foster and McElroy, with the exception of three songs, which were covers, they wrote everything on this album. Well, impressive. So, yeah. So, obviously, great uh, songwriting pair because uh, they came up with a lot of songs, and a lot mm-hmm. of these are great songs, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into it with the first song on the album, which is called This Is Your Life. And when I spoke up to my friend, they made fun of my dreams. So we kind of start out with this sort of before the stay, you know, before the show mm-hmm. backstage thing, uh, with the girls kind of, you know, talking like they're getting ready and, and management coming in and saying, "All right, hey, you guys, we, we got to get going." And then you kind of hear them like right before, you know, doing a little circle of, you know, everyone ready stuff like that. And then an announcer, and then jump into the actual song. Actually, it's like almost almost like a minute and 20 seconds before mm-hmm. the song actually starts. My my thoughts on, on the beginning are, actually, I really like that. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they're, because it feels like you're really introducing these people. Um, I think we kind yeah. of saw it, oh, there was another album we talked about where you kind of have that same sort of vibe of, you're, you're kind of seeing it. For us, it, for me, it felt like it was more like us, like their introduction at a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was... Uh, um, it was Arrested Development. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so I actually kind of like this. The only, My only sort of maybe gripe would have been um, if they could have divided that from the actual song because I really do actually do enjoy the song. Yes. And so I don't, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't want to necessarily have to every time sit through yeah. the whole minute and a half of introduction just to get to the song. I agree. It would have been nice if it was a separate skit that could be skippable. Um, right. I do find it interesting – yeah, I didn't dislike it. It was totally fine, but it's kind of strange because at the end of the at the end of this song, they kind of like do like a, you know like a, they add a little clapping and stuff like that, like right. as if it was a live show. They don't keep that same mentality to the rest of the album. Like there's no other like oh this is a live show. I was just for this song, just for this opening. So I thought that was kind of strange. Where it's like okay, if you're gonna have like that skit mentality. Usually you kind of or have some kind of flow with this. You do it through the entire album. Like, okay, this is a live show, or here we're we're telling you about our kind of like you know our lives or whatnot. But I guess it's it's just for the this is your life song, which I thought was strange. But yeah, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, uh, I mean it didn't it doesn't bother me so much that yeah. they didn't keep it up. Actually, I mean, I'm glad they didn't keep it up. And yeah, maybe the only reason I agree. <laughs> maybe the only maybe the only reason they just kind of included is because um, it, there's not really a separation from when they do the talking to the song mm, the song mm-hmm. starts to come in while they're still talking and then yeah. uh then they jump into it so it, they're they're they've already basically they've already committed to the bit so they're just i i they're just playing it out um i would have liked to see it you know the clapping stuff happen just at the end of the whole album just so it makes yeah. it feel like the whole thing is a concert yeah there you um, go 
but I, I didn't I didn't dislike it and I appreciate what they're doing with it because I feel like they're sort of reintroducing even though this is their second album mm-hmm. I feel like they're sort of like reintroducing this band to the world with this and uh, yeah so like I said my only gripe about the song and we actually really haven't talked about the song no per se. which we should and the song we should the song is good I mean it's very catchy good funky beat good vocals yeah. I think it's fan- it starts off. You know, just the the their, the way that they sing, starting off the "This is your life." It, they, they mean great harmonizing. Uh, I mean, it is it's a fantastic song on its own right. And we got kind of got caught up talking about the whole skit thing, but um, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good good way to start this album as well. Let's move on to number two, which uh, I, if I had to guess, is probably their biggest hit. Yeah, this one reached number two on the Billboard uh, Hot 100. Uh, but they did have two other songs that also hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. So I guess it's okay. tied for the top of that. But this one, I think overall, this one also hit number one on the R&B charts um, and was really high in the UK charts as well. So I think overall, uh, this song is uh, is kind of usually known as their their biggest hit. Yeah, definitely. I think they're more well-known one. And oddly enough, it's a song that I've heard so many times lately because it's one of my daughter's favorite songs. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. This yeah. this is a good song because, uh, well, we'll talk about it, but I guess we got to actually play the song, don't we, and, and mention the name of it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is the song, My Lovin', parentheses, You're Never Gonna Get It. Yeah, it's so catchy. It's, it, it's yeah, it's so much fun. I love the beat they got with the sort mm-hmm. of like, sort of almost seventies funk guitar. And the harmonies are really really great on this song. Um, the the me- sort of I guess kind of the message mm-hmm. of the song is really good. It's just yeah, I, oh, it's so much fun. It is. It, it makes me very happy that you. Or that your daughter is such a fan of the song because it's a very empowering message, and, and this whole album mm-hmm. has a lot of you know female empowerment. So like this is the yes. kind of band you know that you should you should have your daughters listening to and just be like, no, it's not a, all about you, you damn men. It's you know it's <laughs> it's about you know they're gonna do whatever they want and you know just don't uh, you know just yeah I don't know what I was gonna say with that, but just like <laughs> just yeah just uh, let them be let them be them. And you're not going to get it. And you can't like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I just, I appreciate the message. I appreciate the song. And you know what? 
I love the breakdown. And now it's time for a breakdown. Never gonna get it, 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 never gonna get it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Yeah, it's funky. It moves really great. Yeah. Um, I did which, watch, which was, okay. which is something you definitely hear in songs of that time. And I mean, if you, mm-hmm. if you think about uh, boys to men's Motown Philly, yeah, there's that sort of vocal breakdown yep. kind of in the middle of that one too. Um, and I, I think that might be kind of a very much sort of like a, a, a new Jack swing yeah. style thing that you would hear a lot. Yeah. Uh, I watched um, the music video for this one and I kind of remembered it. It's uh, there's a lot of cuts to like male dancers going on. It almost, almost had like a. You know, it wasn't like Vogue style, but a kind of similar similar style to the music video that some of um, Madonna's music videos had. And mm-hmm. uh, the but the the in Vogue the dan- the singers themselves were like had these like kind of '60s doo-wop hairstyles and dresses, and they were just kind of like singing to camera, and you had all these like kind of silhouetted male dancers going on. Uh, which was good. The guitar riff I mentioned uh, is actually taken from a James Brown song or sampled from a James Brown song called The Payback. But it was definitely uh, one of their uh, biggest chart toppers as we mentioned and actually says that it uh, was actually one of the last songs they recorded for the album. Uh. And even though I think it ended up being, I think it ended up being their first single they released. Uh, yes, it was. All right. And then we move on to the third song on the album, which is called Hip Hop lover. The song itself is kind of just about cougars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it laughs> basically, basically about them being being chased by younger men. It's not one of my more favorite songs. I like the I like the style they have going on there. Um, you ha- you start off with this sort of acapella, very uh, isolated vocal part, um, which when the beat comes in, I think feels like it's in a different place than what you thought it would have been. And I like it when bands do that. They'll play something that you think is supposed to be one way, and then when the beat comes in, it turns out it was something else. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it messes with your mind a little bit. There's several songs um, that start like that that I really love when they do stuff like that. There really isn't anything special about the, the melody or the harmonies that are going on. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, but it really, it, in the end, I probably would skip this one more than than not. I'm with you. It, it's I wrote basically. It's a decent song. It's and it, it, it's kind of like a good filler song. It's not it's not a standout. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of there. You know, I'll definitely listen to it. Um, but it's not. I'm not excited about Hip Hop Lover. All right, and we get to our fourth song on the album, which is uh, the probably their next biggest hit that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Free Your Mind. Oh, 
there's several things I actually like about this song. Mm-hmm. First of all, for as goofy as it is, I like the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> it just it works. Is if I don't know what it is. You're right, goofy. It's so goofy, but. It just, it kind of sets you up like, hey, this song is going to be about prejudice. It's going to be about racism or just prejudice in general. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then boom, they just, when they just, boom, start out with that free your mind, um, yeah. you know, just big vocal hit, it uh, it works really well. Yeah. Um, and you get a little bit of a different style because you get very much like a, a almost like pseudo heavy metal, you know, yeah. hair metal style guitar riff underneath it. Because it's, it's not to say, it's not an angry song but it has it definitely has an aggression to it you know they're telling they're telling you what they feel about you know how you should uh, you know approach them don't yeah don't don't judge them (laughs) don't judge them you know before you you know get to know them and that sort of thing and so you get this really cool distorted electric guitar riff that goes with it um and they're singing very aggressive the whole time, but yet you get these really awesome, delicate harmonies that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get that sort of, you know, that layered harmony part where you get the, where they kind of layer on top of each other, which mm-hmm. um, in the band in the band world, if you do that with horns, it's called doing bell tones. Okay. Um, but uh, oh, it's another one. I, just, I hate to use the word fun, but it is. It makes me get up and, and dance. I usually, mm-hmm. if I'm in my car, I'm like rocking out to it. People probably think I'm listening to Slay or something. I'm like headbanging yeah. to it, but it's <laughs> well, it, so it's so great. It is. It is very rocking. You know, I mean, there is just there's something heavy about it. It's all in your face. And you said they kind of they're they're you know singing aggressively, but it is. But it's all in a good way. Very. It's just, it's just like we're here. Fucking deal with us. You know, and it's awesome. Um, I, I this is probably the song. You know, even though it was it it was. It got to number eight on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, and even though they had other bigger hits, this is the one I think of first. When I think of yeah. um, In Vogue, immediately Free Your Mind is probably the first thing that comes into my head. No, the music I watched the music video for this one as well. Um, it's just the, the, it's like the ladies are they're on like this kind of it's almost like a rock concert but slash mm-hmm. catwalk, and so it's just it's good kind of fast editing. It's and it's. Uh, they're kind of just doing like this walking up and down this catwalk, but it's all like very rocking. You know, they have like a, you know, there's a lot of guitar stuff going on on top of there as well. It's kind of a mix as if a rock concert was a model show. Uh, and that's kind of what the music video is, but it works really well. And it works really, really well with just with the style of song. So, uh, yeah, now Free Your Mind is, um, is fantastic. All right. Well, let's move on to song number five, which is called Desire. <laughs> like the the sort of uh, we have a song and we kind of can come down from mm-hmm. from free your mind um i wouldn't it's it's not necessarily like a a slow jam it's kind of a medium jam mm-hmm. you know it's it's not that slow you get some really cool harmonies again it to me it's kind of like hip-hop lover it's a it's a good filler song 
Um, you know, they sound great singing it, but there's nothing that really catches me about the song. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I mean, I like the similar thing. I like the adjustment. I like the kind of shift from what we'd heard before. Um, the song itself, yeah, fine, not doing much for me. I feel like it almost has like a Caribbean beat going on. The hum, baby, hum, da, da, hum, da, da. Just say, I don't know. That's, maybe I'm wrong with how that is, but... Um, yeah, the, the variety of the style I'm enjoying at least, uh, but the song mm-hmm. itself is kind of, kind of just, eh, it's okay. All right, let's move on to the next song. There's actually quite a few songs on here. There's mm-hmm. 13 tracks, 12 yeah. of which are really songs. And this is our first, uh, cover on the album, which is actually not our, not our only cover by the same artist, uh, which was Curtis Mayfield. This is a Curtis Mayfield tune. He wrote it. Aretha. Aretha did this, did the actual singing of the song, but Curtis wrote it. Yeah. And, but, and this is not the only Curtis Mayfield song that they're doing on this yeah. album either. They have another one. Uh, and that is called giving him something he can feel. Many really do enjoy this version mm-hmm. um i i like it's kind of a mix of you get that sort of uh program drum sound at the beginning um when it you know it's obviously mm-hmm. electronic drum machine and then you get this cool like sort of 60s swing sound um you know kind of reminiscent of the the old uh, vocal groups um like the supremes a little mm-hmm. bit and just kind of vibes of that and Kind of actually, kind of remind. I kind of got uh, kind of vibes of the Steely Dan song "Babylon Sisters." Oh, I don't know if you know that okay. one. Babylon yeah, I know that song. Babylon Sisters, take it. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like you know, just kind of fun little laid back swing sort of mm-hmm. sort of sound. Well, yeah, it's. It, I mean, you mentioned Desire, the one before this. You know, wasn't quite slow jam, but this is kind of like full on slow jam type of yeah. song, and it's. Um, I really like the the chillness of the song, like even in mm-hmm. the in the sexuality, the sensuality of the of yeah. the lady singing on this one. Um, I agree, it, it is nice. I, I like this one better than the one before. Um, it's it's solid. The music video is actually kind of I think they were probably paying a little homage to, uh, you know, like the Supremes and that kind of like look. They're all kind of dressed in that kind of attire and they're mm-hmm. singing in like this old school kind of like jazz club and all these right. guys are like paying real close attention to them and, and whatnot. <laughs> it's it's. It's a good, it's a good little video, but um, the song itself it hit number six on the Billboard Hot 100, which is pretty big. I didn't realize this one uh, was a top ten hit. 
but it's a good song. Um, you know, I, I definitely appreciate this one, and I think it's a uh, it's a nice it's a nice slow jam to to get into the album. Um, I kind of I one other thing I just wanted to say is I kind of like the simplicity of the version they took. There's a lot of space in between. You know, there's not they didn't fill the sound mm-hmm. with stuff. They they you know they kept the drum beat going. And they, they, you know, they kept the bass going and stuff like that. But then you get some, you know, when she's singing, you're not filling it with too much other stuff until we get to the chorus. So you get this sort of, you do get that jazz club vibe. Like, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not sitting in front of like a 20 piece orchestra singing, you know, playing the song. It's a small little group with a couple of horns and stuff like that. And it gives it a much more intimate sound, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Adam, <laughs> it ain't over till the fat lady sings. particularly huge fan of this song um Mm. it's very it has you know very much that sort of 90s uh early 90s hip-hop vibe to it in the in the way Mm -hmm. she kind of raps there yeah um i mean the 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 chorus is is fine but overall not one of my more favorite ones on this yeah, I, I do think it's interesting getting like them actually rapping, which hadn't happened in yeah. any of the other songs. You know, it's like okay, yeah. so they're I mean they're we're, they're kind of mixing up styles, and I'm mixing up styles, but at least like try, they had different different types of stuff. We had slow jam, we had like that either kind of like you know medium Caribbean esque kind of sound to it, and now we got some actual yeah. rapping in with this hip hop. Um, and so I like that the flow, her flow was okay. It wasn't amazing. I'm glad she didn't yeah. continue doing a bunch of rapping because it's <laughs> just not her thing. She's actually a much better, just great vocalist. Yeah. Um, I feel like listening to the al- to the song. I heard I heard them like ripping on Millie Vanilli because multiple <laughs> lyrics they had talked about like you know we don't we don't uh, lip sync w- lip sync sorry yeah saying that we don't lip sync shit like that um, you know it, it, basically the whole song is kind of talking about their realness you know their and and Vogue is they're real baby uh, and they are <laughs> they're great singers so yeah it's not it's not a terrible song but it's not a great rap uh, it's okay. Um, but more so I, I like the kind of variety that they're giving us. Yeah, I pre- I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And you do, it does come in and I, I keep mentioning it, but they keep bringing that same vibe of the, of the sort of the, the new Jack swing and the, yeah. the almost kind of Philly sound in a lot of ways, uh, yeah. uh, which is interesting because Philly and Oakland, Oakland. <laughs> Philly and yeah. Oakland together at last. Yep. Uh, and that brings us to the next song, which is called give it up, turn it loose. Love your heart, love your love, now his love is gone
So it starts out with sort of like a little false intro. It's it's it sounds like them in the in the in the studio trying to sing, you know, Yesterday by the Beatles mm. and they have a little discussion and then they finally get into the song. Okay. Um so it's sort of like a, I guess sort of like a continuation of the the sort of pseudo play within the within the album itself. Um cuz you think you think they're starting to do uh, Yesterday which uh, is the next song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um and then they go into this other one. Because they're talking, they're just talking about how uh, someone's not doing their part right or something like that, and, and then they end up going to this. Honestly, I didn't need that little yeah. intro. You know, it was fine for the beginning, and they hadn't really done anything really with it until now. You know, eight songs in. Um, but it, the rest of the song is fine. It's it's a it's a decent song. I don't think there's any, there wasn't really anything special about it. But yeah, you know, if that's you know my if minus the little intro was in there i'd probably listen to the song a lot more often yeah it's uh, uh it, it has some good chill funk to it I mean, you know i'm enjoying the song okay but it's almost it's almost like a filler song to me and knowing this is a this was a single is a bit of a surprise it actually hit number 15 on the billboard hot 100 so popular really? enough um but like you know great vocals per usual with this song mm-hmm. but nothing else is really standing out um, they, I did watch the music video, which was in black and white and it was kind of set, I don't know, maybe in like the fifties, sixties, kind of maybe in like New York area, kind of just showing okay. black life at that time, kind of in a local kind of like black neighborhood. Um, nothing kind of wild to it, but it was just kind of nice. And the song itself okay. is just, just kind of nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I realized I, I, I kind of got surprised. I didn't hear that intro, um, partly because, I only listened to this on the music video version, which they don't have oh. that. And so I was like, right. oh, I don't need to listen to this again on the album. I just watched the music video. Uh, so, okay. There's probably, there. I believe there's an edit version of that that mm-hmm. cuts out the other one, but I just listened to the album as it was straight yeah. down. So. No, good, good, good. Um, as we typically do, and I should have done. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, yep. you got you, to work with how you got it. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to the next song, which, was, as we mentioned, is a cover version of the Beatles' Great Yesterday. Mm, yesterday. Hey, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. version yeah i don't love it either um i i love their harmonization they have mm-hmm. i mean that's one some they do fantastically yeah but I, i'm with you i actually have like a covers playlist and i put this on it and i almost skip it every time <laughs> just <laughs> when i guess they're like eh, i don't really want to listen to that one it's just it's it, it's it's only okay i mean there's a it's an amazing song you know everybody should know the yesterday song i do like that they start off kind of acapella and you think it might be an acapella version of it right. and then they kind of then they get the beat going in there um but overall other than just you know i appreciate their singing 
the song and the version itself i don't i don't think is all that meh yeah um i'm never one to really shy away from from uh covers you know I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that you know i i think that people putting their spin on 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 already existing music is actually a very important part of growing mm-hmm. as a uh, as a musician um and i never really shy away from it it's weird though yesterday is one of those ones i don't think i've ever liked any cover of it i've ever heard it's one mm-hmm. of those ones where just the original was good enough for me and i don't particularly care for most cover versions i mean and there's there's some songs out there where i think the cover version is almost better Mm-hmm. than the original in, oh, in yeah. some in some cases um just because of some twist um it goes on but for this one i did i honestly i didn't need it yeah i i tend to agree with you um it's interesting enough this was not released as a single uh to my knowledge but it did hit 73 on the billboard hot 100 so it did huh. crack in there somebody so. was playing it yeah exactly all right well let's move on to the last actual cover which is the other Curtis Mayfield song on here, which is called Hooked on Your Love. And when we touch our hearts move at a steady pace mm-hmm. I'm trying hard not to show the passion over my It's an okay version. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I I hate to say it, they probably could have left this one off the album. And I mean, in the I don't I don't you know I don't know why. I mean, the the producers wrote enough songs to fill an mm-hmm. album uh, of the of the thirteen tracks. I'm gonna, I'm really gonna say twelve because the last one's yeah not really a full track. Yeah. But of the so of the twelve tracks, only three of them are covers. Um, honestly, if you if you took off yesterday and hooked on your love, this still would have been an incredible album. Yeah, might might so, have been stronger, honestly, for it. Yeah, uh, so. a little bit shorter probably would have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, you know, it's an it's an okay version. You get their their you know their brand of vocals with it. You get the the program drums with sort of a big band sound behind it. Yeah, I don't love the the program drum. I didn't like on this one specifically. Yeah, this this one I think it does sort of stick out from the. It doesn't yeah. play well with the rest mm-hmm. of the song like I think it did on the other, yeah, uh, the other version. Uh, I actually listened to the original, which is the um, Aretha version, um, mm-hmm. that was for some movie I think called Sparkle. Uh, both of the songs were from that movie or whatever that oh, okay. Chris Mayfield wrote. Uh, but I listened to this one first, and then the or the Aretha version, and you know I can kind of hear some of the Aretha style in this one, yeah. but honestly, the Aretha version is ten times better. Like okay. her, maybe it's because they're so focused on like harmonizing a group of four women, and Aretha right. can just kind of stand out on her own with that other right. song. Her version is just like, oh damn, that's all right. I mean, I I respect <laughs> In Vogue, but damn, that's Aretha. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not belting it out on that one, but it's just like you get her, and it, yeah. it just works so much better um, okay. when it's just her. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to our next song, which is called Love Don't Love You. Love don't love you. enjoy this song yeah this is a step up from some of the others that we had um mm-hmm. you know i actually even kind of called out you know oh there's a there's a bunch of these or a good bit of these songs that i don't even really remember from the album but like the mm-hmm. second that this one came on i was like oh oh yeah i remember yeah. this one and I it just exact kinda, same reaction it, it perked me up honestly it perked me up to where i like this song just uh, i i definitely enjoyed better it's very good it's a little bit more of a standout which which helped me kind of get through um this last little bit i think this was their the last single they released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hit, I hit 36 on the, the Billboard Hot 100, so not super high, but yeah, eh, high enough. It's, yeah, you know. um, I definitely remember you know hearing it on the radio and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I enjoy it. That you know, it's it's very sort of kind of I don't want to say monotone, but you get you, mm-hmm. there's not much up and down with the song itself, and it's very sort of consistent the whole way through. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It's a fun little kind of you know dance tune or or whatever. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't put I don't know if I'd put it in my top five on this album, but mm. uh, yeah, it's gonna like, the way you put it. Yeah, I, I wrote down pretty much. Very, there's a lot of simplicity and repetitiveness with this song, um, but overall, it is it is decent. So yeah, it's it's a step up from some of the others that I was just like, oh, these are these are eh, lesser okay. I was like, okay, this one I kind of remember more, so that was nice. All right, and that brings us to the twelfth track on the album, which is called "What Is Love." That's a question with so many. It's a fun filler song. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good dance song. I can see this being played in dance clubs and stuff like that. Um, I, there wasn't anything that caught me on it, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't necessarily overwhelmed. It did reach number six on the dance charts. No other charts, but it right. hit number six on dance. So yeah, good well, call on it, that. It wasn't necessarily. It wasn't released as a single, so I don't. Mm. I don't think it got a lot of radio play. But uh, no. I, 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 I believe that uh, a lot of dance clubs did pick it up. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's 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 a good upbeat change from some of the previous ones we had somewhat recently it's got some kind of that funk stuff going into it with, with, with uh 
even just like the program drums going in. Um, right. I will say, uh, and you, I don't know if you're about to mention this, but uh, they have a talking section in this song, and I don't like, I, I just don't like talking sections typically, and I didn't <laughs> like it on this so- this song either. So yeah. it kind of that kind of tr- took it down a peg for me. So, and that's sort of the the last uh, real song on this album. And then you get this uh, last track called Thanks Slash Prayer. Father, you've given us so many blessings, so much love and guidance. We only ask that through your gifts we receive, we can reach out and share them with others. Help us to be positive examples reflecting your love and beauty. It's literally that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a thank you prayer. Uh, Ending the album... Um, which is weird because the two producers are are, are listed as the writers because I guess somebody mm-hmm. had to be listed as a writer for the tracks. I, I mean, I I can I can understand the the use of it. I mean, we kind of got this one introduction. I would have mm-hmm. preferred if they had kept that sort of live show vibe mm-hmm. going through, and you know, if maybe if they intersected a couple of small sections in the middle that kept that feeling going, and then ended with the you know the more of the big audience thing because yeah. it feels like you start with the live thing then you get the sort of or sort of in the studio thing in the middle and then just the sort of little thank you prayer at the end and yeah. to me the to me it doesn't work uh, as an overarching album yeah, the, that way i agree the story of the album quote unquote is right. not there i don't know why they needed to do any of it cuz it at least make right. it make it all cohesive or yeah or not at don't all don't do it yeah um I will say usually like these talking bits usually suck, and this one at least semi doesn't suck because there's some vocal and musical things that are going on behind it that kind of helps it be like I can at least listen to this, you know? Right. All right, I can. <laughs> right. These 43 seconds aren't terrible. I mean, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Where most of the time it's just like you know you hear someone talking behind it, and it's just like ugh, skip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this one I could I could at least do at least get through it. All right, well let's go into our. Uh final thoughts adam why don't you start us off on that sure uh there are some definite standouts on this album and i mean we kind of already just obviously mentioned that um to me my loving and free your mind are just two of the absolute top they're they're just fantastic Mm -hmm. they're ones that are just massive standouts for me um so like those are the top two and then there's like mostly everything else but i i do like a good bit of it like none of it none of it sucked which is right. important to say. None of the songs on here sucked. But there were definitely ones where I was like, okay, filler. Definitely filler, filler, filler. And then good, good, good. And then great, great, yeah. great. Uh, and so, you know, if I had to give it an opinion on, you know, people going out and rechecking out Funky Divas, yeah, it's worth your time. But I would probably more so recommend just go out and get In Vogue's Greatest Hits. Because then you can grab yeah. some of these other songs that, you know, you that aren't on this album and just just pick and choose some of the best from here and then get some of the other good ones because the ones that are just filler, I mean it's it's very fully apathetic I am to them. They're not bad. Uh, they're just kind of yeah. like, all right, I can have that on, but I'm not getting excited for it. So, but I yeah. love it. I love that. I mean, I, you can't speak enough about how fantastic these ladies can harmonize and and their singing mm-hmm. and their talent with that massive appreciation for all of that and in every single song that still shines through even if it is just a filler song uh i largely have the 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 same the same thoughts um i was happy to go back and revisit this album because it was definitely i had a you know a nostalgic memory for it um 
just from our mother playing it and it, you know, being <laughs> in the house. Music was always playing in our house all the time. Yeah. Um, which, you know, unfortunately, it's not something that happens a lot in, in my house nowadays just because I'm the only one who really likes to listen to, like, music out loud. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't get it all that much. Um, although, my, I should say, my children do listen to me. They, they listen to music a lot at night, and my especially when we get in the car, sometimes I'm just, I'll, I'll be playing a podcast or something like that. My daughter's like, can we just listen to some music? Which I'm mm-hmm. happy to be like, yes, let's listen to some music. <laughs> yeah, uh, largely with you, I would just, I just kind of pick and choose. Um, going back, I, I was happy to kind of rediscover some ones. Um, yeah, I love Don't Love You was okay. I was actually, I really liked the the uh, giving him something he can feel. Yeah, I cover, agree. And that one might, that one might end up kind of making more into a rotation than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna have to play. I haven't really played a lot of these other stuff for my daughter. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe she'll like it. She might yeah. like Free Your Mind. Well, yeah, she might like Free Your Mind. We'll we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what she likes. But overall, I was actually very uh, happy to go back and, and revisit this and, and find some of these great gem songs that I think have probably uh, fallen off a lot of people's radar, and hopefully can make them back on. I agree. All right, and that was our review of the In Vogue album, Funky Divas. Please join us next time for a patron episode as we review the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark, discuss the 90s cartoon Dexter's Laboratory, and cast a live-action Dexter's Laboratory with our guest, patron Ken Johnson. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.